When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. Do you hear that, Lauren? No. What is it? It's nothingness. It's the sound of my mind after this week's practice, meditation. Ah, I may need another week then because I'm just sitting here mentally updating my Ocado basket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun and this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. And I noticed from the first meditation a kind of peace came over my mind and and a real quietness in the physiology as well. Meditation used to be the sole reserve of the Tibetan monk and the master yogi, but now it's everywhere. To treat depression, anxiety, stress, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's on YouTube, in apps, it's being promoted for use in schools, It's, it's everywhere. Meditation is probably the single most important skill we can learn in today's world. Meditation is an ancient wellness practice that focuses on training awareness, attention and compassion. It is a mind-body practice that has a long history of use for increasing calmness and physical relaxation, improving psychological balance, coping with illness and enhancing overall health and well-being. The English word, did you know this, Lauren? The English word for meditation stems from mediatum, a Latin term meaning to ponder. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Mediatum. Meditatum. Meditatum. Meditate. Medit. What did I say? I don't know. What did I say? Meditatum. Medit. 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 I would say meditatum. Isn't that what I said? Uh, No, I think you said meditatum. (laughs) Carry on. Meditation. It's believed to originate in India, several thousand years BC. Throughout early history, the practice was adopted by neighbouring countries and formed part of many religions throughout the world. Meditation is a practice where an individual focuses the mind on a particular object, thought or activity. This is to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. Meditation is to the mind what physical exercise is to the body. The practice is usually done individually in a seated position and with your eyes closed. Meditation is not about becoming a different person or an even better person. It's about training yourself in awareness and getting a healthy sense of perspective. You're not trying to turn off your thoughts or feelings. You're learning to observe them without judgment and eventually start to better understand them as well as understanding yourself. It is a deep insight into your inner being and what spiritual teachers call your true self. So come on, let's do the sciencey bit, Lauren. Can it actually change your brain structure? Well, unsurprisingly, there were so many studies yes. on meditation, yes. way too many to mention here. I mean, you could do a PhD. Yeah, right. I in, nearly did in, do a PhD. I know you did. 
So here's just one example of how meditation can help with our overall wellness. Sarah Lazar is a neuroscientist at Harvard Medical School, and she looked at individuals with extensive meditation experience, which involved focused attention on internal experiences, not mantras or chanting. The data proved, amongst other things, that meditation slows down or can prevent age-related thinning of the frontal cortex that otherwise contributes to the formation of memories. So common knowledge is that when people get older, they tend to forget stuff. But Lazar and her team found out that 40 to 50-year-old meditators had the same amount of grey matter in their cortex as the 20 to 30-year-olds. Isn't that incredible? Just by sitting quietly, training your attention. Yep. That is incredible. So in her second study, she engaged people who had never meditated before and she put them through a mindfulness-based stress reduction training program where they took a weekly class. Also known as MBSR. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'll shorten it. Uh, They were told to perform mindfulness exercises, including body scan, mindful yoga and sitting meditation every day for 30 to 40 minutes. And Lazar wanted to test the participants for positive effects of mindfulness meditation on their psychological logical well-being and alleviating symptoms of various other disorders like anxiety, depression, eating disorders, insomnia and chronic pain. So after eight weeks, what she found was that the brain volume increased in four regions of the brain. Is that good that the volume increased? I'm assuming it is. I think it it is. is. So the most relevant ones were the hippocampus, which is a seahorse shaped structure, which is responsible for learning and your storage of memories and your spatial orientation and the regulation of emotions. So that was bigger. Okay. Your temporoparietal junction. This is the area where the temporal and the parietal lobes meet and it's responsible for empathy and compassion. On the, so the volume increased. That was increased. Okay. And on the other hand, the one area where the brain volume decreased was the amygdala, which is an almond-shaped structure responsible for triggering your fight or flight response as a reaction to threat. So the smaller the amygdala became, the less... Isn't it amygdala? It is amygdala. What did I say? Amygdala. <laughs> because amygdala. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a doula. I'm a doula. I'm a doula. And I just need to remind you all that I'm a doula. Right. Shall I say it properly? No, it's brilliant as you're saying. The smaller the amygdala became. AKA amygdala. Is it amygdala? I've written it, even written it phonetically. Amygdala. Um, is it? Okay. I don't know. Apparently, I couldn't get the mediatata, meditata, meditator. We literally need a medical degree to do this podcast. Basically, meditation is good for your brain. Oy. It's what it all boils down to, right? The smaller their amygdala became, the less stressed people felt, even though their external environment remained the same. It proved that changes in the amygdala reflected the change in people's reactions to their environment, not in the environment itself. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So people felt differently regardless of everything else externally staying the same, but something happened within. So this is just one study out of thousands of studies. But one thing that can be confirmed is that in every meditation study, it is undoubtedly better for your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. Mm. Now, how is it better? Well, let's talk about some of the benefits. Okay. Yeah. Again, we could go on and on. And without allowing this intro to take up the majority of the show, if we speak any more Latin, it might. It might. 
Please believe us when we say that every single benefit we're about to mention, there are thousands and thousands of studies and science to back up the evidence there as well. It is said to support focus, concentration, self-awareness, your self-esteem, stress, anxiety, depression, empathy, compassion, kindness, and it can bring you closer to God or your faith of choice. And there are the benefits of your physical health, because that's just your mental health, as it can improve your tolerance for pain. It can help fight substance addiction. It aids fatigue, insomnia, anti-aging, and it can give you long-term immunity and can reduce age-related memory loss. That's a lot of stuff. It's it's a lot of stuff. And there was so much stuff to back all of this up. I mean, I went down 25,000 rabbit holes. You went down the proper meditation rabbit hole, didn't you? I really, really did. And then in the end, I just thought, right, okay, this is good. This works. Let's just try it. So as it plays such an integral part of our well-being, we had to dedicate a whole week to it. But deciding to meditate can be another rabbit hole in itself, as there are so many different ways to do it. So you can download apps such as Headspace, Calm, Breathe, spelled with two E's, and Insight Timer. You can go on YouTube or you can Google the famous spiritual teachers of our time, such as Deepak Chopra and Ram Das. Again, the list here is endless too. There are books on it. There is audio on it. There is so much uh, content on meditation itself. If you just type it in Google, something will come up. But just know that if and when you decide to meditate, there is a plethora of free meditations for you to try. So you don't actually have to spend any money on it. And also, it's a really personal choice how you choose to meditate. You can do it silently. You can do it to music. You can do a guided meditation with someone taking you through your body. So we didn't want to overwhelm ourselves and we wanted to just bring simplicity for our sakes and also for your sakes. Yes, yes. So we enlisted the help of Michelle Langer. The way I see it is, is the way we sort of describe it is this sort of journey from activity into silence. Michelle Langer is an executive coach and certified well-being instructor who was trained personally by Dr. Deepak Chopra. How cool is that? I know. She's been teaching well-being, mindfulness and meditation courses for over 10 years, helping leading CEOs, Premier League footballers, TV celebs, schools and people from all backgrounds. So I um, sort of started life in, in television production and I was quite good at playing the calm producer on the surface and underneath every time I sort of started a new contract I was suffering with lots of stress related conditions and it was the same thing every time. Chronic insomnia, palpitations, panic attacks, all hidden. And eventually I was like, no, I can't continue this. And I read a book by Deepak Chopra and I rang the Chopra Center to say, oh, I I need more of this. You know, I found it resonated straight away. And they said, well, actually we do a course uh, on this book once a year and it's happening in three weeks time in California. And I happened to be flying through California on those dates on my way to make I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in Australia. So I went and what he said to me that I would you know, say to you now is that um, it takes 40 days to form a habit. So for me, I had the best test because halfway through was the um, first live show on I'm a Celebrity. And normally I, my heart would have been about to explode and for the very first time this calmness that I was trying to portray was reflected by how I felt on the inside 
And that was a turning point. And, you know, I've meditated every day since. Deepak Chopra is a prominent voice, probably the most prominent yeah. voice yeah, yeah. for meditation and spiritual growth. He has written over 86 books Isn't on wellness and spirituality. And he has sold over 10 million books, which have been translated into 30 different languages. Over 100,000 people have been taught and 1,300 teachers have been trained in PSM. So in some ways what we're doing when we're meditating is we are, we're making up for those times that we go into fight flight. How often do you think in an average day that we go into that stress mode as an adult? Um, I'd say, what, the average adult? Average adult, yeah. Eight. More? I would say it's more. I would say it's probably about 20. Yeah, you're really amazingly in the range there. So they say it's between eight and 15 times a day. Um, so which can be, you know, opening up, uh, putting on a phone and having hundred unread emails, um, having oh, God, a, keys, all sorts. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, children, that kind of thing. Exactly. Being wound up by our kids, you know, exactly what buttons to press. Right. So this is about sort of neutralizing those times, but also hopefully reducing the number of times that that our buttons are pushed to that level. Michelle's approach involves helping people to be more productive, to reduce their stress, improve their sleep and find more focus through workshops, group courses and her one to one coaching. So we took Michelle's primordial sound meditation course, which was developed by Deepak Chopra and Dr. David Simon, which gives you the tools to meditate for life. So we had two classes with Michelle and we're just going to play you some of the extracts from those classes so you can kind of get an idea of what we were learning. Let's, well, I'm going to do a little guided meditation with you now. I've talked about fight flight. Maybe I've ignited it just even thinking about it. So, um, <laughs> so let's just do a, a, a little technique to bring us back down. So again, just sort of checking your position, checking that you're comfortable and supported. Um, and yes, exactly. Making that, that connection. We always do this in meditation then. Yes. And it's because we have nerve endings at the end of our fingers. And we know that these fingers are particularly good for focus and for memory um, and concentration. So it's those who they're relevant for, for meditation. And it's also about when you make that connection, you sort of fire up the endocrine system or hormonal system. So it's, it's, it, it's like a, almost like a Pavlovian reminder. You do certain things to say, right, this is me going into meditation mode so what are the you know what are the benefits summarizing it in sort of three sections there's essentially there are there's the physical benefits it is a um, it's a sleep aid it helps to normalize blood pressure um, it boosts immunity and well, the one I get most excited about is that it's been shown to have anti-aging properties. So that's, you know, sort of on the on the physical side. And then when it comes to the brain, it sort of opens up your sort of natural pharmaceutical box, pharmaceutical box. So um, it encourages the release of dopamine, our feel-good neurotransmitter, of serotonin, happiness drug oxytocin and unnatural opiates. So actually increases our tolerance to pain on an emotional level. And this is why so many people sort of come to it is because of its help with anxiety and stress. And essentially it means that we're slower to 
go off the boil and, and faster to recover. It also encourages empathy, which helps our relationships, helps us to be more present uh, in those interactions. Um, and then there's the spiritual benefits. And I always kind of say spiritual sort of carefully because um, certainly when I learned, you know, I learned with every religion in the world plus atheists and agnostics. Um, it doesn't have, there may be some sort of rituals in this, but it's not connected, you know, particularly with the religion. Um, and I always say that if people have a, a belief, if they believe in, uh, you know, a higher power, then they say that when you pray, you talk to God. And when you meditate, God talks to you. So let's talk about how you do PSM. Again, to reiterate, this is just one type of meditation and there are hundreds and hundreds around. So please do find the thing that works for you, whether it's uh, through sound, whether it's silently, whether it's walking, whether it's laying down, sitting up. It doesn't matter. This is just about your space and finding presence for yourself. So essentially with PSM you meditate silently on a personal mantra each mantra derives from a vibrational sound that comes from nature at the very time you were born how unbelievable is that there are 108 different mantras the mantras are not to ever be spoken out loud so that they have no significance to anything else in your life and it just remains a very personal mantra to you you sit up with your thumb and forefinger touching eyes closed and you repeat your mantra silently Silently to yourself for anything from five to 30 minutes a day, one to two times a day. Michelle took us through two sessions and taught us that there's no such thing as the perfect meditation. So perfectionism is not welcome here. Sometimes your focus will wander and you'll forget to follow your breath or you'll forget to uh, focus on your mantra. That's okay. It's part of the experience. What's most important is to meditate consistently. The aim is to reach the gap. This is the place between your mantra and thought, reaching nothingness, which is also known as enlightenment. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. 
This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time and that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren if she can manage to navigate it anyone can hmm. try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club that's all lowercase letters notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action and when you use our link you're supporting our show notion.com slash self-care club Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. We've proof this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years, I couldn't walk past a slice of ham. (laughs) 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 Reaching for it like a grubby street urchin. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. Merry Christmas. Now, you chose this week... So how did. did you feel going Can't you tell the difference week? between my weeks and your weeks? Mine tend to be below the belt. <laughs> whilst your weeks... In a manner of ways. ...tend to be above. <laughs> tell me your thoughts and feelings going into this uh, week. I was really excited. Um, I have meditated many times before. I always pick up and drop my practice. And I haven't meditated since the first lockdown, where I actually did another Deepak... Chopra 21 day course that he Mm -hmm. does. They're very beautiful. Um, And I haven't done it since then. So probably since May, I've meditated once. Um, So I was really excited to get started. What about you? Um, Intrigued. Mm. Have you done meditation before? Never, ever in my life. You've never tried it? Never. Wow. This was totally new. I don't know how you cope in everyday life sometimes. I have an inner chill. you are. You really do. You are so lucky. My sister often asks, how does she get through it? I said, I don't know. She doesn't exercise. She doesn't meditate. She doesn't watch what she eats. No. I mean, you're amazing, really. Thank you. <laughs> you are. Because um, you don't need all these levels of support. Whereas I very much do. I have a very steely, balanced core. Yeah, lovely. Um, I, I was sceptical, as always. Mm. 
I'm well, aware. You have to, I, I, I rely on you to bring the scepticism. I here. didn't feel like meditation was a very me thing to do. Yeah, you know, um, the idea of it didn't make me feel excited, but I'm open to everything. That's the point of this podcast, yes. right? Yes. My main- and I love that you and I always come in from completely different places. Totally. Yeah. I totally. think that's really important because yeah. we represent a whole different a whole spectrum, spectrum yeah. of other people yeah. who may also be listening. I think my main thing was I felt I'm 42. If meditation is something that I needed in my life, wanted in my life, there was a space for, I would have probably mm. come to it by now, yes. which is what made me sceptical. Yes. Not about meditation itself, but just... I feel like by my age, I, this would be something that was part of me and it's not. And there's probably a reason for that. I wasn't going to be a convert. And then I thought, mm, hang on a sec. I've been using Tampax since I was 12. But <laughs> I'm now, assuming there's a link. But here. Na- yes. But now I use a menstrual yeah, cup. Yeah. Right. So and that was because we did the podcast. So I thought, no, I'm not going to be closed to the idea of this coming into my life. I'm going to be open to it. Lovely. So that was that. That's a very good place to start with an open mind. I think it is. Yeah. So do you want to tell me about your week? I was going to say the same thing to you. Um, no, come on. I want to hear from you first. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, there's the, the audio diary tells sort of tells a lot of the story of my week. Okay. So I'll play it to you. Om Shanti Meditation Day One had our meditation lesson over zoom great stuff very very interesting learnt lots about something that i historically know absolutely nothing about i'm still not a hundred percent sure that i see the point or indeed that i want to meditate we got given our secret mantra from the shoprak center This was amazing. It was based on the vibration that you hear at the time, date and place of your birth. So it's very secret and we got given it and then had to repeat it back and then whisper it and then chant it inside our heads. And this is to kind of still our mind and use when we're doing our meditation. Uh, Major problem is I have now totally forgotten (laughs) my mantra. So when I start my meditation later, I'm going to have to make one up. You can't make it up. No, it was fine because Michelle very kindly emailed me my meditation. Now, I know we're not allowed to share our mantra because it's secret. Well, when I told you that that we needed a few pieces of information from you to give to Michelle, yes. didn't we? So I needed yeah. your um, date of birth, yeah. your time yeah. and the place. Yeah. And you were like, what's this about? And yeah. I said, oh, it's for your mantra. Yeah. And it has to be secret. Yeah. And you text about saying, there is no way in hell I'm not go- not going to tell you. Yeah. As in you'll tell me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really don't mind telling you, but for the sake of like keeping it secret, I don't think I you won't. should. I won't. Yeah. But I have to tell you this because it, it's part of the thing. And Michelle told us that every mantra, everyone's mantra begins with om. Yes. It's om, then a word that is personal to you. Yes. Then nam- namaha. Then namaha at the end. Yeah. So everyone starts. Anyway, the om bit, when she said it, It took me back, weirdly, to giving birth to Joshua, who's my youngest. So I had a doula with him and she is quite chanty, hippie, meditation-y. Meditation-y, you know. (laughs) And, you know, we're very different, but she was an incredible doula. And I had a completely natural birth in the birth centre and she was there. 
And when the contractions came thick and fast, because he was born in two hours, start wow. to finish. He didn't mess around. He didn't. Well, he took 42 weeks. But when he came, he came. <laughs> so when it started, I was standing in the birth center, hanging from these, I don't know what they call them, ropes, literally ropes in the ceiling. Like, Why are you hanging? Because it's really good for gravity and you're in a good position and, you know, you can relax and you can put the weight of your body. It was brilliant. Anyway, well, you're actually holding on to something. Yeah, you're hanging on to ropes that are on the ceiling. Giving hanging. birth. Well, I was contracting. I wasn't actually pushing at that point. But during the contractions, this noise came out of me. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's what I did through every contraction. It's and, very primal giving right, birth. But Jill cracked up and she went, Lauren, you're arming, you're arming. And I bloody was. I ommed. Right. Anyway, so when Michelle gave us this. What do you think that means? You just needed some sort of vibration to get you through it. Yeah. And also we often tell women who are birthing to moo. Moo moo. Like, those because? Deep, because those deep primal sounds are very, very good for you. you know, you, it, it, and it comes from very deep within. It's incredible. So when she it? said, um, it begins with um, all I could think of was that innate yes. primal yes. thing. Well, of, that's what this is. Of birthing and going but I think that's what meditation is, is to get you back in touch with this innate primal part of your being. Right. So what I realised very early on in this week was that this whole concept was not as alien to me uh, as I thought yes, it was it going to be. it brings you back be. to yourself. It brought me back to something very primal beautiful. in myself. How beautiful. Well, you won't, then you won't be so proud of me next. Oh, Meditation day two, going to be completely honest because we don't lie at Self Care Club. I have not meditated today. I've not even thought about meditating today. I feel guilty, A, because in our relationship, I am the conformist, the square, one could say, and I'm now going against type. And B, because I did make Nicole Goodman steam her vagina last week. <laughs> you did. What I did do today was I went to Costco and I may not have found my namaste and my higher consciousness amongst the vast array of unnecessary items. However, I do have enough foil and cling film to last me a year and a 30 pack of croissant. So I'm feeling pretty good. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I rebelled. No, listen, I like that you're rebelling and I like that you're pushing the limits. I don't believe that foil and cling film and croissants can take the place of a clear mind. I, listen, I felt very centred that day and I got engaged Through, with engaged with Christmas and I sort of broke the back of like teacher's gifts and stuff. Well, how did the rest of the week go? Did you Did you meditate the rest of the week? I did a bit. And how often and how long for? Hello? Well, <laughs> I mean, are you sitting here trying to figure out how to break it to me? Just tell me. I can take it. Well, Tuesday and Wednesday didn't go so well, to be honest. I did. We only had the call on Tuesday with Michelle. Oh, sorry, I mean Wednesday. And Tuesday Thursday. and Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. It wasn't like, I didn't have a great couple of days. I forgot my mantra. I went to Costco. I, I forgot my mantra. I went to Costco. I mean, is that... I just kind that, of... Is that supposed to... I rebelled. I rebelled. Okay. I rebelled, okay? I forgot my mantra and went to Costco. And then, and then this happened. A pattern seems to be forming here with the practices in that the more reluctant I am at the start, the more of a transformative effect they seem to have on me. 
So I had a bit of a eureka moment today when we were having our second lesson with Michelle and she was talking about the concept of being, not doing. And I realised that's entirely the crux of my whole job as a doula that's what we were taught being a doula is being not doing it's about holding the space I can do that I've been doing that my entire career and I do have a natural tendency to want to sit or stand or be in the silence I cook in silence I don't have music tv even podcasts playing in the background And it did speak to me, what we did today. And I'm wondering if now, maybe I've turned a corner. And? Had you turned a corner? I didn't think I had, but then a weird thing happened. So my husband had to have um, some hand surgery at the end of the week. And I went to pick him up from the hospital. And because of COVID, not allowed in, not even like to help him get dressed. I basically had to wait in a car. Mm -hmm. And the surgery got delayed and... I was stuck in the car for two and a half hours with Josh and under normal circumstances, I could have taken him for a hot chocolate or to a cafe. We had to sit in a car. There was nothing else to do Oh God! on a Friday night in the rain. And so I gave him my phone to have something to do and I was sitting there and I, my fingers went together in the meditation oh, pose. Naturally. Naturally. And I just, I basically just meditated. On your mantra? on my mantra I didn't I kind of didn't mean to as in I wasn't thinking like oh good I'll do my meditation practice today but it was just a time of I have this space I have this time and I kind of just went there and it felt very natural you look a bit shell-shocked by saying saying that why I don't know I don't know you feel weird saying that it felt natural yeah because because, because it doesn't feel like a natural thing for you. It doesn't feel like a natural thing for me. But I found the pra- the actual doing of the practice much, much, much easier than I had anticipated. Yeah. I think. It's a very simple practice. I mean, it really is. But it, it's like when you say to someone, you know, would you practice meditation as, as a novice, as someone who's never done it? What I would immediately think was, oh my God, that's so complicated. And how would you know? And what's the mantra? But that's the you- thing. And we said that in the intro. I, I think that is a huge part of someone who hasn't started with meditation before. Is like, where the fuck do you begin? Like the same with anything with yeah. wellness and stuff. Where the fuck do you begin? So, listen, we were lucky that Michelle sort of came into our lives and helped us yes. through it. Yeah. But the actual practice of meditation itself is very, very simple. But I feel like I found the gap like almost immediately (laughs) sorry it's just is that really annoying why are you apologizing i don't know because i feel like it's quite annoying to say that (laughs) because this is new and i feel like it's a bit like going onto the ice ring how do you know that it was the gap um explain well when michelle did the guided meditation with us yeah in the beginning and she was like how do you feel in your body and I was like uh I've got like a fuzzy head she said well I think that's the gap okay I'm going to describe it to you like this okay like a brain orgasm fucking hell does that make sense to you in any way at all (laughs) well I haven't had one okay but okay you know when you're like six and it's Christmas morning. It's so hard to explain this to yes. another person. Okay, yes. you know when you're six and it's yes. Christmas morning, you yes. come downstairs yes. and there's the tree and yes. then there's like the big fuck off present. Yes. yes. And that feeling in your head of like... It's euphoria. Fuzzy, like fuzzy felt. Yeah. Okay, that. 
I'm calling that the gap. gap. Then it's the gap because it's yours. It doesn't matter if it, mine was any different or the same. It doesn't matter. It's a place of nothing. As in like there's no thought. There's no uh, conscious thought. Yes. You're not thinking about anything. You've just got fuzzy tingle head. But brain, actually, brain orgasm. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting that you described it as a child on Christmas morning seeing the present because that sounds very euphoric and joyful. So perhaps in that gap, is that what you were experiencing at the same time? It's, Nothingness equals euphoria. <sighs> Hard to yes. know. Yes, I yes, I suppose an absence of a thought process, but a feeling of aliveness. Ooh, fuzzy. Yeah. I don't know. It's very hard to put it yeah. into words. And or, and did you get that when you were sitting in the car with Josh waiting for? Ollie to come out of I pretty the much get it anytime I do it and very quickly. But why I feel uncomfortable about saying it is because I feel as a non-meditator, it's like going onto an ice rink, having never skated before and just doing like temperettes. Like I feel like... Do you know what this reminds it, me of? It's just annoying. That's why I'm feeling it's annoying. It reminds me of when we went to goat yoga. Yeah. And I was bendy and I don't do any exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Whereas, it would annoy you. No, no, I'm not annoyed. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm not annoyed. Firstly, I'm delighted that that you can get in touch with yourself so quickly and that it speaks to you in such a depth that you didn't expect. I think that is beautiful and remarkable. But what will annoy you is it still doesn't make me want to meditate. But it doesn't annoy me. Maybe it annoys you. I don't know, because it, I, I promise you that that annoyance is not coming from this side of the table. I, I don't know. Because you're highlighting something profound. What I'm saying is, A, it, it is not difficult to do. B, it worked if you can say meditation works or did doesn't you, work. Did you find any benefit after the meditation? Did it aid you anywhere else in your life outside? Because what Michelle said also was it wasn't the half an hour that you're meditating. It's the 23 and a half hours outside of meditation that it's going to support you. I don't know. In all honesty, I can't tell you okay. the answer to that. I, I also know that this week, actually, it's a pandemic thing. I do that thing of tired and wired. You know, yeah. when it's like 1am and instead of going, I'm really tired and wired, I'll go to bed now. I scroll social media and then I'll watch l literally anything. You know, it's funny because I've noticed that I wake up in the morning to very late text messages from you. Yeah. And I, you haven't done that since the last lockdown. And I can tell it's a, it's this lockdown 2.0 yeah. pandemic tired, yeah. wired thing. So I, I caught myself doing it about three times this week and I thought, right, stop turn off the TV, go upstairs, meditate instead. Beautiful. This will be better for you. Mm. But I wouldn't do it. Because? It, I what stops you? Self, it was a total case of self-sabotage. But you're not someone that lives in self-sabotage generally. No, because it's, look, what is the huge detriment to my life? I'm tired the next day. But it, it annoyed me because I can do the practice. The practice works for me. I don't find it hard. Obviously, something good happens. Yeah. And yet, I chose on quite a couple of nights when I really should have done it because this is our week of doing it to not do it. So I'm irritated at how much I rebelled against myself and I don't quite know why. It's really interesting. Perhaps it's not something you want to add to your load. It's another thing I have to have to do. I don't know. There's an association with it somewhere that's that's interesting. Yeah. That that is that is the truth of my week. Okay. I I can I can tell you no more. Okay. I feel yours is going to be very different. It is quite different. Let's, let's hear it. Let's start with my with my voiceover. 
morning meditation this morning my first one got up at 6 30 decided i'm going to do it before the day uh, gave myself 10 minutes um it was quite a difficult i found it quite hard found it very very hard to focus um must have come back to my mantra maybe 30 times 40 times in 10 minutes so came away feeling like not sure what that's going to do anyway there were a lot of situations thrown at me with my two daughters this morning so there was an earring situation there was a friendship situation that needed a little bit of coaching on there was uh, we were running very very late so that condensed into a one hour period was challenging to say the least and I did it all calmly and and actually I was joking around and it was fine my little one was six minutes late for school um, and I just thought to myself what's the point in getting myself all stressed out for six minutes for her to be six minutes there's no point she's going to be six minutes late whether I'm stressed out or whether I'm not I don't know whether that was the meditation but it did feel like I was very supported so I'm impressed so far so good it was great mm-hmm. it, was a- it was absolutely great yeah um, and normally I would be screaming, come on, we've got to get out of the house, going to be late, going to be late, going to be late. But there was something in me that was like, so we're late, who cares, nothing's going to happen. I kind of feel like that every morning. I mean, we always leave on time. But if there's terrible traffic or something, I'm like, okay, so we'll now be five minutes late. And exactly. It just gave me a little bit more clarity. Where do you did you do your meditation? I went up to the loft. Okay. Um, the third floor, which is like a little office and nobody really goes up there. Um, the first morning, my husband obviously came up because he needed to print something obviously. off. I mean, it's typical. Yeah. I got up at 6.30 every morning to do yeah. my practice. Oh, wow. I needed to do it when no one needs me. Yeah. It's not in the middle of the day that yeah. I need to create 20 minutes for myself. Just do it right at the beginning. And we're done and we're good. But you got up especially early to do it. Yes. Right. So you really were kind of dedicating a section of your day to putting in this practice. It was new time you were carving out to do it. Yes. Okay. But I... commitment. Yes. And I'm ready for the commitment because outside of this podcast, I want this to be a daily habit in my life. 100%. Michelle did say, like with any habit, it takes 40 days to form this habit. Yes. Yeah. So I built it up from um, 10 minutes, then I did 12 minutes the next day, then I did 15 minutes, and then I built it up to eventually 20 minutes. And did you do a little dong? I had a little, chi- I had a little chime okay. that you can do from Insight Timer yeah. that alerted me when the 20 minutes, I gave myself a 20 second to allow myself to get comfortable and then it would chime and then it would lead me up very beautifully. I really liked that. I didn't time mine. So what did you do? Just keep opening I just, your eyes? No, I just did it until I felt, until I reached the fuzz. And then I kind of did it a bit longer and then just opened my until eyes. Until you reached the fuzz. Yeah. I love it. Right. So let's hear how I got on with the 20 minutes. Okay. So I just did a 20 minute meditation and it was amazing. I much prefer that to like the 10 minute, 12 minute, but like I really got into the zone. There were moments where I think I hit the gap. Reached the gap, hit the gap, not sure how you say it. Very, very split seconds. Don't even know if it was a second of nothingness. It's almost hard to even realise that you're in nothingness because the minute you realise you're in nothingness, you're thinking about being in nothingness and then you're not in it. My thoughts were quite trippy. I don't know if I was dreaming at one point or if I was asleep or I was just in a different level of consciousness. It's hard to know. It was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it it's hard to describe isn't it and it's hard to know whether it is that yeah 
all I know is that I wasn't thinking about anything and I wasn't chanting, not chanting, I wasn't doing my mental mantra. Did you do it to begin with and then just it went? I mean, it, it was so revealing as to where my mind goes. Yeah. It's unbelievable how one thought leads to another thought, yeah, leads yeah. to another yeah. thought. And all of a sudden I, I, I could have been thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner and then I'm suddenly on a holiday from three years ago with an outfit that I wore and where is that top? I mean, it was so weird that there was no, obviously each thought correlated to one another, but where you end up and you're like, oh, hold on a second, how did I get here? But did you find that when you used the mantra? Yes. Okay. I ha- I came back to my mantra maybe 30, 40 times. I did a meditation yesterday morning. It was I know you're not supposed to judge a meditations, but it was fucking useless. I mean, I sat there and basically mentally went through, it's my daughter's birthday today, and mentally went through what I needed to do for the next 24 hours. Right. And I couldn't drop it. I just could not get into a zone. And then I just, I I ended it on 18 minutes because I thought this is a waste of time. Because I found before the mantra, that was what I would do. But if I do it with the mantra, if I say it out loud, then like she taught us, say it out loud, then whisper, then say it in your head nothing comes in because it's a non- not a nonsense, it's a Sanskrit word, but because it doesn't correlate to anything in our language, in our lives. You're not supposed I to say did, the mantra out loud though, are you? To begin with. Oh, you know I how know she, that. when yes. she told it to us yes. for the first time. Yes. So when I began, I would say it, say it, say it, say it, then I would whisper it, then I would say it in my head. But nothing could come in because I couldn't associate anything with those three words. That's why it's not supposed to be told to somebody right. else. Right. I found that blocked the thoughts. The mantra blocked Interesting. the thoughts. I thought that was the point of the mantra. It is. It's right. an anchor. Yes. The mantra is... Well, an, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's an yeah. anchor, for something for you to come back to. Right. So that you block everything else out. Right. So I that blocked you're from the beginning. I went in a tunnel, as it were. Right. I Listen, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. For me, it was like a real present to myself. It was a gift to myself to be able to go, go upstairs, to allow myself to go upstairs and sit mm. for 20 minutes... Uh, it was, and you always sat in the same place. Well, interestingly, yeah. yesterday I went downstairs and sat in my living room, okay. and that was the meditation where I just couldn't focus. So, do you feel having that space that was your meditation space yes. added to? Yeah, absolutely. Because suddenly I'm in the living room, uh, the utility rooms around the corner. You know, you the, the, the dishwashers beeping. Yeah. That there's too much distraction and stuff yeah. that will take me away from the meditation. Okay. So I won't do that again. Okay. Um, I also noticed during the week that my thought processes started to change. Mm. For example, when I'm clearing up yeah. or tidying up, yeah. normally I'm like, why am I the only one that has to do this? I can't believe that no one else has to pick up after themselves. You know, that sort of yes. mental... Uh, Fuck you to the rest of the household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, it changed to, well, this is how I like to live and this is what I like to do. So I'm going to do it. And that felt much more supportive than basically being fucked off with the rest of my family because they don't pick their shit up. Yes. Um, And that came from nowhere, Lauren. That Mm. came from nowhere. And the only other thing I've been doing this week is meditating. So do you think it put you generally in a more centred state of mind? Yes. Did it ground you? I also, yes. I think I need to do it twice a day. That's the first thing. I mean, I'm so th- impressed if you I do also that. think, well, I, I, let's see. Okay. Let's see if I can get my meditation in today at some point because yeah. I haven't done it this morning. Um, I think a week is too short 
to say whether it works or not. We know it works. There's too much science and evidence for us to sit here and go, no, it's rubbish. It doesn't work. The, the worst thing we could ever say about meditation is it's not for me. I, I would agree with that. I don't I don't think you can you, you, dismiss it. You there's can't. too much. There's, there's too much out there there's, about it. And it's too healing yeah. and nurturing yeah. for too so many people that this is not about whether it's good or bad. It's whether it would work for for someone listening at home or yes. not. Whether it's your process, part of your self. Whether it calls to you and whether you feel it's something you want to make a commitment to or something yes. you feel will enhance yes. your life. Yes. And I think it will for me. Yeah. I'm quite hot headed. I can lose my temper. I could be a bit moody. So I think it will really aid me in all of that because I don't want to be moody with my family and I don't want to be hot headed particularly. I want to be grounded and assured and composed and all of those things, which I think meditation will help with. Your emotions, to me, sit quite, they're quite on a surface. They're very tangible. What do you mean? I mean that you're more, uh, what is the word? You respond very quickly. Something yes, happens and I'm you reactive. Yes. That's I'm painful. very reactive. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yes. You're reactive and stuff sits on the surface with you. It's like if you were bouncing a tennis ball off metal. like. There's a reaction very quick. Yes. And so I wonder if this is something that takes that, puts a bit of padding on top of it. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. I'm very sensitive. So I feel everything. Yeah. My daughter's like this. And I yeah. tell her it is an absolute superpower. And it also isn't because you feel in one sense, you feel, if I walk into a room and two people have had a row or someone is a oh, bit off with me, feel or it, yeah. I feel it yes. immediately. Yeah. And then I react emotionally to that. Yes. Whether I display that is yes. a different thing, but I feel it. I do the same, but you would never know with me. So all of my stuff sits it's very right. deep inside. Okay. My dad always says, you will never die of stress because the minute... I feel something, it comes flying out of my mouth. I mean, he yeah. used to say this when I was a little girl. Yeah. And of course, I'm now 43. So I've learned to hone it yeah. a bit more and what to say when. And I see yeah. my daughter doing exactly the same. She's such an emotional yes. being. And so whereas I'm trying to raise her by seeing it as an absolute superpower, because it can be, not everybody understands that. Yeah. So it can be quite trying for people around you. So if I say to a friend of mine, what's the matter? Nothing's the matter. Yes, there is. You're being funny with me. There's nothing the matter. Like years ago, I would know, but then I would feel like I was going a bit mad. Now the relationships I have in my life are very open, very honest, very fluid, very beautiful. So I could say that to someone and they go, well, actually, but years ago, it was, it was hard. Yeah. So what meditation does is it keeps me, I think it will keep me grounded and it will keep me very much in touch with myself, what I'm experiencing and trusting that. Yeah. It went very quick this week. It really did go quick. I felt like I needed another week of it, really, yeah. to do it properly. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And then there was a baby born this weekend and so that took all my attention. Yeah, I got well, very as, distracted. By as it, it would and, and should. Yeah. Should we sum this up? Yes, let's. What worked? That it's not, well, that I discovered that it is not some huge, complex, spiritual mystery. I found that interesting. Mm. Um, that it is actually just a state of mind. 
Yes. And that it it's is a state of being. And it's achievable. It is a state of mind, yeah. which then creates your state of being, so interestingly. I, I didn't find it hard to do. I actually found it quite simple. Um, and I found it very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Very relaxing. Lovely. What what worked for you? Um, it, it all worked, really. Just the mantra really worked. I found that very anchoring silence I haven't actually ever meditated silently before I've okay. always been guided yeah I always put a piece of audio on or yeah. a piece of music so I found that really relaxing mm. what didn't work for you um what didn't work sitting downstairs in my living room didn't work for me so you needed your special meditation yeah. space which is what Michelle told us to yeah. do and I didn't do that yeah I meditated all over the place well you didn't need to I did it in the car, I did it in bed, I did it on the sofa. But I think that is the beauty of meditation, that you can do do it anywhere I I agree, because it's like a tool in your toolbox, but you need nothing for it. You could sit there and do it in a queue in Zara if you're ever in a queue in Zara again. (laughs) I mean, sitting in the queue in Zara might be a bit weird. No, but you could stand and do it. You could. Do it anywhere. That returns queue is fucking long. I mean, if you could meditate there. You could meditate anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn? Can I tell you what didn't work for me first? Yes. It just didn't compel me. I didn't feel drawn to it. It didn't speak to me. I don't feel it's something I want to do instead of doing something else. As in, I knew I should have been meditating, but I always wanted to do something else. Yeah. I think that's okay. Because you're saying it like there's shame there. But I think it's really important to acknowledge that you can see the benefits, you can see the power, you can see that it can transform ways of being and states of mind. But it's just not your practice. I think it's just not my practice. But but isn't that okay in itself? Isn't that what this whole podcast is about? It's totally okay, but I would feel more okay to say it if it didn't work for me. Right. It feels a bit like saying, yes, paracetamol has completely fixed my headache. I will never take paracetamol again. Yeah. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. Well, I feel you, like the, the, so you could it, say that about, you know, healthy eating. Yeah. You, you know, I know that when I don't eat sugar, I feel 100 times more energized <laughs> and 100 times better and I sleep better and my migraines are better. Yeah. But guess what? I eat sugar every damn day of my life. Yeah. Tell me what you learned. Um, I learned how chatty my mind is. Okay. And my mind is busy yeah jesus christ it's busy yeah and that's just the 15 20 minutes that i'm tuning into it yeah so fuck knows what it's doing the rest of the day it's buzzing around what do you know about yourself that you didn't know before that i think i find my sanity and my ease of mind by having a busy mind and like you said in the decluttering episode like busy hands busy yeah. what is it busy, busy hands, hands quiet, quiet mind. mind i like to have stuff to think on and i like to have stuff in my head to work out and organise. And I don't find that overwhelming. I find that stimulating. Mm. So that that's what I that's what I found. Um I did think Michelle was amazing. She was right? she was amazing. I thought she was a brilliant guide. She made it really accessible. She removed any mumbo jumbo. So I I, I thought that was brilliant. Also what I learnt was reaching a meditative state is not uncharted territory for me. And when I think about when I'm at work, when I'm being a doula at work, sometimes you're sitting with that woman for hours and hours and hours. It may be, you know, it will be four hours between an examination to even know what's going on. And in that time, often, more often than not, nothing happens. So you are sitting in the silence. You are being 
you are not necessarily doing anything. I might be rubbing her back or I might be just whispering to her, well done, when she finishes a contraction, but nothing, nothing's happening. So this state of being is not a weird, unknown thing for me, but I wouldn't have previously called yes. that meditation. Does that make sense? Well, we both discovered this in, on the second call when she yeah. talked about a state of being and we, we both have to practice that yes. in the different work that we do. Yes. So in a coaching space, I have to hold space. Okay, but this is an interesting point. When you're in a coaching space, you have to hold space because yes. you're with your client. Yes. When I'm in a birthing space, yeah. I have to hold space for my client. But those times of space holding, they're not dictated by us. They're dictated by our Someone work else. and our clients. Yes. So for me, that was kind of the point for me was that I'm okay with it when it's dictated for me. For example, when I was stuck in the car for those hours, that yes. time was dictated to me. Yes. I feel... Is that what is that the block? I that think that you is can't, the block. You don't want to hold the space I, for yourself. I think that's the block. I think that's the block. What What is that filled with? Is it a guilt thing? Um... No, I, I don't think it's a guilt thing. I think it's that I, I don't want to choose to do that. Maybe, I don't know, I'm just thinking it now. Maybe I don't want to know what happens when I choose the silence. Is that? But what happens when you choose the silence is pretty well, I, magical. Yeah, but maybe internally there's a worry about what might happen if I shut the mind and shut the thoughts and choose the silence for myself maybe yeah. when it's chosen well you are a busy you like to be busy I really do and I said actually on my Instagram a few days ago that one thing that I've been struggling with is doing less yeah and being okay with doing less yes. and I think we live in this culture where busy is a badge of honour. It's yeah. a fucking bad, it's a badge yeah. of honour. How it's, are you? I'm so busy. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I haven't yeah. slept and I've got yeah. so much. You know, it's like a status symbol. Yeah. And actually what we need to change that with is wellness and self-care and rest and rejuvenation and spending time doing the things that we love. That should be the badge of honour. I think this whole pandemic has made us all slow down. I mean, we've had no choice to slow down. No one's really been busy. Not really. I, just, I guess for you, I don't want that your your busyness. And listen, I like being busy. That can also mm. be part of my self-care. But those things can very quickly go into self-sabotage, as you said. I don't want that, the, the need to be busy, to stop you from bringing a beautiful practice that actually brings you a lot of peace into your life. It does. But I guess, I guess... I guess my conclusion can be when the time to have to sit in the silence and be and be still and calm my mind happens to me or happens because it's a situational thing. I'm very much OK with that. In fact, I can find a beauty in that, mm. but it's not something you, you won't choose. It. I would choose to do for myself in the abstract. Because even when you say to me 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, I, uh, my mental block is no. I, I no. I've I got would things choose, to do. I've I'm got, busy. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, other but that shit. was the first thing you said to Michelle as well. Yeah, listen, I'm a busy woman. I've got things to do. I, I can't sit in silence. Not even as a badge of honor. I'm so important. I'm so busy. Just no, actually, I would just choose other things. Yeah, that's it. And that's your. And that is absolutely your choice. But I can vitally yeah. important that that's your choice. But I can see even before we started this practice, this was going to be a very good thing for you. Oh, thank you. I could tell. But it's also been, it's, it has been, it's been beautiful for me and I will yeah. continue it. It's also been very revealing for you too. 
And that's what meditation is. It's very, very revealing in a manner of ways that you don't always expect. But I think I wouldn't want anyone to dismiss it or feel it's not for them or it's complex because it's really not. It's just try it and see what it does for you. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you? I, I recommend it to all my clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid part of the coaching process, meditation. But it's very personal. So I don't feel it's something you can kind of shout from the rooftops but about. It's, but it's like, for me, it's like exercise. You know, it's categorically good for you. Everyone should do it. Physical exercise, everybody should do it. Yeah. And there's a million ways that you can move your body. Yeah. So just do it. There's a million ways that you can train your mind and find some peace and presence. Yeah. So find what works for you. Yeah. Is what I would say. Is it coming in the club? Why not? Well, it's a big fat yes from me. Of course we can have a meditation space. I think... And, and hold meditation workshops. I think it's an important, lovely, probably life-changing practice for millions of people. I think it has to come in the club. Absolutely has to come in the club. Mm. Um, if you'd like to reach out to Michelle... Yes. Uh, you can get in touch via her Instagram, at Michelle J. Langer. And she has many guidations or on her website, www.michellelanger.com. She was brilliant. She really was. She made it very, very simple. Yeah, she's like the modern face of meditation. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I really found her sessions interesting and really helpful. I really enjoyed them. So actually. did I. Yeah. So did I. I'm pleased. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like what we do here and you want to be part of the club, please go follow us on our social media channels at Self Care Club Pod. And keep your eye out for something very special coming to the Self Care Club podcast feed this Friday. And go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really, really does. Go on, leave please, us a review. It really helps us out if you end up trying any of the practices that we do on the show or you have something that you'd like to say or something that you think we should try, please email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk we really do love to hear from you um, and you never know you might even end up on the show thanks for listening this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.